What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Melanated Tech Podcast. This is Claude here. How you doing today, Ani? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? Doing pretty good, too. Finally got over the whole COVID thing, so now I'm back into... I want, I want to say 100%, but I'll say I'm definitely near there. <laughs> well, that's better than nothing, trust me. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so this week is a lot of stuff going on in tech. I... Um, like I haven't been, I kept up with some of the CES stuff, but I haven't done too much because our work has been like a crazy week coming back from the holiday. But um, a lot of it looks really great. And I'm super excited to talk about it today. Yeah, because there's so much new like tech stuff. There's some unexpected things too for some companies that I just <laughs> didn't expect to see. Um, but before we get into that, you know, it's a happy tech new year. We have a brand new year of brand new tech coming out this year. So we're going to talk a little bit about CES recap and also some stuff we want to see in 2022. Uh, but there's just a bunch of things going on uh, in 2022. Hopefully it's going to be a good year in tech. And to kick us off, we're going to start into you know, our usual tech rumors of the week. Um, and heard we have some news on a foldable iPhone. Right. So this is the most exciting news that I actually care about out of everything is the foldable iPhone. Now, it's not 100% certain that we'll get this anytime soon, but most people are speculating that we'll have it available by 2024 and that it'll have a OLED display, which is exciting because my iPhones don't have that. Neither do my Galaxies, actually, which is kind of strange. Um, apparently, this is something that Apple has been working on for a really long time. And now that Samsung has released the third iterations of the Fold on the Flip, Apple is like, okay, we're ready to basically show off and put the best foldable tech out there. There's not a lot about it, which is, you know, unfortunate, but so far, most of the rendering, it looks like the Z Fold. So I don't really know if I'm excited about that because I have the flip and I prefer it with the just, you know, folding it like a flip phone. But if that means the display will be brighter, faster, and, you know, 120 hertz, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been wondering, like, about Apple's foldable iPhone. I'm just, I'm, I'm wondering, like, if are they better off marketing as, like, an iPhone, a foldable iPhone, or, or maybe in this form factor, maybe it might be smart to market as, like, a foldable iPad or something. Uh, or maybe just something completely, just call it something completely different that, you know, it's just in between the iPad and iPhone because it is kind of like a, it's a tablet and it's also a phone. Um, it just interests me a little bit. See like how they're going to market this to people. Who's going to buy it? Um, it is Apple. So I'm pretty sure people will buy it <laughs> so no matter right. what, but uh, I'm just going to see like, how would they market it? That's a good question because when I look at the rendering, it looks like a really tiny iPad, but Apple's really known for distinguishing their products and making sure you're fully aware that your iPad, your iPhone are completely different and they usually won't have the same software, which it was really exciting when we got the new uh, iPad OS software update last year because it was the same stuff that we have available on the iPhone. And for years, Apple said that was never going to happen. So Maybe they'll have the same software on this foldable iPhone. Maybe it'll be more like a pocketable iMac. I have no idea. Ooh. But that would be really interesting. Like I would, I'm going to buy it either way. It doesn't matter. Um, but I would love to see who this is really going to be for. Because I don't think it's for the everyday consumers, which is absolutely fine. Because the same thing could be said for the Z Fold 3. But at the same time... Does this really mean we're finally entering that shift from regular brick phones to everyone is going to end up with a foldable phone within the next five years? 
That's a good point. Yeah, like you bring up a good point because now I'm thinking about like software wise, how Apple Apple's pretty good software, but now I'm wondering like now they gotta figure out a way to kind of like merge iPad OS and iOS. It doesn't make sense because they're both tanking the same thing, but I guess in terms of like opening and closing, you know, it's gonna have to make that switch to right. a not different OS, but kind of like to fit more of like an iPad style. Um, and I would love to have some sort of like an actual kind of like portable Mac or like foldable Mac or something like foldable computers. I think like phones are tanky computers, but you know, have like an actual foldable computer that could fit in your pocket would be pretty crazy. <laughs> Just thinking right? about it. But also what is it that we would lose by having it? Because none of these tech companies have mastered giving us everything in one without zero complaints. Like we have a brighter screen, we have worse battery. We have a bigger screen, we don't have as great as a camera. So what would be the loss for getting a foldable iPhone? That's what I would rather them really let us know early before people get it. And they're like, oh, well, the battery sucks in this thing. Like nothing has ever been as worse. Hopefully they also have a good understanding of how to, you know, market the crease because obviously people are going to ask questions. That was something that a lot of people complained about when it came down to the Samsung foldables. So for the iPhone, is the crease going to be an issue? Are we even going to notice it or is it going to be super pronounced, but they'll be like, you'll get over it because it's an Apple product and we know you're going to buy it type situation. Yeah, they gotta look at the crease. They gotta look at the battery life. They gotta look at the cameras. Apple mm-hmm. have Apple is about cameras. Like technically, they all about cameras. So like these <laughs> a photo phone from Apple has to have a good camera, or else I'm not sure what people will buy. <laughs> I mean, like because you look at it right. The one thing I'll say is stopping the Z Fold three from being like someone's everyday device might be the cam. The camera is good, but still not. It's still not um like S twenty one good. But right. If Apple could find a way to make the foldable iPhone camera as good as a, at least a 13 Pro, I, I won't say 13 Pro, but at least the 13 that I think um, people will flock to and buy it ASAP, you know? Right. We shouldn't have to sacrifice. That's my right. biggest issue is that this tech is so exciting. It's great, but you've already put us in this space where we expect 12 megapixel cameras or higher. Don't mm-hmm. give us new tech and then be like, well, you have to get over it. Here's a 10 megapixel. It's the best that we can do. Right. We shouldn't have to deal with that as consumers. We're paying over the real retail price for these products. Like, they're selling it for a thousand plus, but the phones aren't technically valued at that. So hopefully Apple is honest with us and actually gives us a product worth a thousand plus if the phones are going to be that. Because again, we don't really know everything about it. And the price, of course, they're not going to let us know until it's closer. Oh, yeah. That, I'm, I'm assuming that price is going to be pretty crazy. <laughs> like, I think <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I don't think I'm prepared for that price. But hopefully by then, um, stuff is cheaper. And because I'm pretty sure Samsung is dropping the prices now. So hopefully Apple could price match Samsung's folds. But if they charge more, that's going to be something to look at <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Let's put it out there. Apple sponsor us, please. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Please. Um, so yeah, that's uh, some updates on that photo about iPhone. Then there's also a small update on um, Apple's AR VR headset thing that they are trying to launch in 2022, apparently, which is, I think it's um, news. <laughs> um, so um, yeah. So the basic Apple's mixed reality headset, you know, they, it's saying that it's going to have 
three displays in it. Um, it said two will include. It said it will include two micro OLED displays along with a one AMOLED display, um, which Sony is going to supply the, the micro OLED displays and that Apple use. Um, there's a note here saying that most people don't use AMOLED displays in VR headsets because of the low pixel density. So, wonder why Apple is using that? Maybe to make a more affordable product. Um, so that that's that's something to look at. But also, you know, with the Quest Two out there, even though it's, it's Facebook, it is at least it is using I think OLED displays. So that's interesting to look at. Um, and yeah, so. That's that's something that's probably coming. Now I said that this will be the advanced the advanced display configuration will come at a higher price, someone around um, three thousand dollars, which is uh, oh no, no, I don't know who's that's for, <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay. And so I guess there's gonna be multiple versions of this, you know, cheaper to the most expensive ones. I guess similar to like a computer um, that Apple have, you know, they have computers at all prices. Um, I guess it's just a way to have an ecosystem of VR headsets from the start. Um, very interesting. Uh, $3,000 version, I'm not sure who's going to buy that. Uh, <laughs> I certainly will not because I don't even like VR that much to say I will pay that much for that. Um, but it's interesting to see that Apple is actually like doing this. There's something that's been real for like a long time now. And it's kind of cool to see it actually come to life. But um, yeah, <laughs> what you think about that? I feel like this is not a product that I want. I don't care about this at all because it's $3,000. Like, they're not even trying to say that there might be different tiers for this product. They're just like, oh, it's going to be expensive as hell. So that's not really exciting. Also, our phones have AR. So why are they giving us AR headsets if the phones already technically do that and charging mm. us three grand and the phone's right. a thousand? Like, what's happening there? That's a little, a, a little, feels like a gimmick. It really does. Just reading about it. Why aren't we getting the smart glasses? I think that's what they need to push to us. Not a headset. This has never been their area. This is like them stepping into video games. This is not where Apple belongs. So why why are they doing this? They don't need to compete, in my opinion, with Facebook or Meta, as they want to call <laughs> themselves now. This is this is the beginning of the metaverse. Everyone's trying to have a headset so they can be you can join the metaverse <laughs> all together at the same time. Oh um, boy. Like someone, some I'm reading comments on this thing. Someone said maybe it could be used as like a way to have infinite screen space for like daily office work. And I guess I mean, it sounds cool, but I, don't, I still don't even know how efficient that's going to be. How are you going to type something? You can't if you're going to type in your keyboard, but you can't see. The, you're going to blink for know. all the letters. <laughs> like <laughs> that, that saying doesn't make. Maybe it's voice activated. I don't know, but series already not that good so i don't know how that's gonna help anyone <laughs> in this case anyway. um, that's so true i'm just confused also it said that it's gonna have a really strong gpu and cpu so what happens if you're pulling all this power and it catches on fire that's instantly oh what i God. thought when i was reading this this sounds like a, a hazard really uh, i guess we do know it's gonna probably, probably run the m1 something or maybe the m2 by the time that comes out um, I have I have no idea. I have no faith in this. None at all. I'm intrigued, but like I do have the quest. You know, I like I like VR for like it's a cool concept. I'm like to play it for a little bit and then maybe not play it for a long time again. <laughs> um, but I don't know how I feel about Apple making this. I really don't know. Like I don't know. Maybe maybe it might be good. Maybe maybe it maybe this is what the VR world needs and the AR world is from Apple to make something, but 
yeah, I'm, I'm still VR is not there for me yet. Like, there's still a lot to to do. And like, is this for games? Is this for work? What is this for? Right. Like, I don't. And like, well, I'm gonna play my Apple Arcade games on the headset. I'm gonna play Angry Birds <laughs> on my VR headset. That doesn't sound fun. <laughs> so, like, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, this is gonna be interesting because software is also a big thing. And if Apple can get the pull to have like good good games and stuff on there in it, then it's kind of gonna fall flat in some right? ways. This is just weird to me because Steve Jobs' biggest thing was that he wanted Apple to stick in their lane. So they're good at our computers, our phones, and our tablets. He didn't want them to step out and do something different that he didn't feel they would be great at. Who told them this is something that they would be good at? <laughs> I don't understand. Tim Cook never mentioned this, by the way, at WWDC. This was not something that they brought up. Clearly, it had to be for a reason, because I don't even think the Apple team believes in this. I think this is just something they're talking about to say, hey, we're in the game, when in reality, this isn't going to happen. Like, I really hope it doesn't. I really do. That sounds terrible. I still love you, Apple, but I don't think this is something you should do. Yeah, this is going to be some. This is either going to be really good for them or going to crash and burn really hard. So <laughs> you're going to see about that one. This is going to be up there with the Apple Car <laughs> at this point. So really, oh god, really the Apple Car. Uh, all right. So moving on. Um, any new tech purchases over the week? I know maybe some after. I haven't seen any like major after Christmas sales, after New Year sales, but. Did you pick up anything? Absolutely not. I'm saving <laughs> my money for, I don't even know what I'm saving my money for yet, but I'm trying not to buy anything because I do know that new tech is going to come out. My biggest goal is to get my hands on a pair of AR glasses. I don't want just like regular smart glasses that really are just headphones. That's stupid to me. <laughs> so I'm going to save all my money until maybe Apple comes out with some AR glasses and I'll buy those. But for now... I'm not buying anything. There's nothing out right now that I'm excited for. It's it's just not worth it. I feel yeah. I I haven't bought anything either. Um, the only thing I'm gonna do is you hearing this first in the podcast. I'm officially gonna sell my Surface Duo two, and I'm gonna pocket that cash and so put some of it. <laughs> I'm gonna put some of it towards this a Pixel six, as I think that'll be. More beneficial, and not that I like, I don't even hate this phone, I like this phone a lot. I have it here right now. Um, but for my purposes and my like use case, I think a pixel would do me far more better than as a creator versus the duo. The duo, I would say, is more for like someone who's heavy into business, like they work in like the finance world or something like that, they have to use office and all the time or stuff like that. But for me personally, it wasn't, um the best use case so it's still i think it's a better i think it's a step up from the surface do it one but you know for me personally i think it's time to get rid of it um and just go to a regular regular google phone and that should be able to help me out more, more often i hope you this. like that i can't wait to see the videos that you make with that because it's a really interesting phone like the camera quality in itself is really what drives me and intrigues me is the fact that they have that whole it accepts all skin colors thing, which is, seems crazy. But I think it's going to be cool. So I'm waiting for that. I hope you get it soon. Oh, yeah, I it, want should, to it, see it should come tomorrow. So oh yeah, okay. Yeah. And then I got to put this surface up to sale like ASAP because I, I 
<laughs> I need to get rid of it quick. Smell um, it everywhere. Get rid of it. <laughs> I'm gonna swap it right after this to take some pictures and put that out there. If anyone's interested in buying, it's gonna be on swap or just <laughs> try to find it somehow. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that's yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, so no major stuff, but definitely start, it's time to start saving because Apple Pie has an event in March or April. Oh yeah, Samsung has their event possibly next month for this for the new phones. Um, and then it's gonna just be a. Uh, WWDC is going to be right around the corner by the time you know it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out from all these companies. Um, but right now, this week, we have CES, and there's been a bunch of different, you know, small tech stuff that has been announced. Um, I mean, small, major tech stuff. Like, that's CES is like a definitely like a weird place. Cause a lot of stuff you see at CES sometimes are just concepts and stuff you might never see, um, or stuff you'll see in like five years or so. But um, there's some interesting stuff that happened over the over the the, the course of the week. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, so the first thing I have saw from CES, um, from it's the first two things that I saw from CES is from Sony. Um, and this is like the first thing I've seen. And one is going to be continuing about VR headsets. So Sony oh, announced boy. their PlayStation VR 2, um, which is going to be the next revolution, the next generation VR headset. Um, that that Sony is producing, um, and I'm kind of excited for it. I did own a PlayStation VR one, and I, I like that a lot. Um, what I didn't like about it was just all the connections you had to put. You had to connect to the small box. The box got connected to the PS4. You have all these wires connected to you. It was just a mess. Um, but with this new VR headset, it looks like the only connection you need is just a USB C cable from the headset to the console itself, which is nice because one cable is better than like ten. Um, which was this case before, and look at these um, speculate um, specs. They have OLED screens. The panels are two thousand by twenty forty per eye, ninety hertz and one twenty hertz panel refresh rate, uh, which is good for VR. It gets less motion sickness. Um, there's four cameras per headset for tracking. There's vibration on the headset. They have their um, Sony has their signature motion not sensor. Um, what do you call those things? Ooh, forgot the name of it, but if I forgot the name, <laughs> I'll say it later. But USB C, a uh, bunch of other stuff, all your import. Uh, those have new controllers that also have like the new like motion sense and triggers effects that they have in the in the new controllers, which is cool. And yeah, so a bunch of stuff. Um, any interest in? I know you're not going to be a big fan of VR, but any interest in this, perhaps? <laughs> Absolutely not. Like, I don't even, I don't own a PlayStation. The only PlayStation I own is technically the original. <laughs> yeah. So, I, th- this is not for me, personally. I think I'm getting close to a point where I should probably, like, buy a VR headset just to have in the house for, like, myself, my brother, maybe my grandmother. But I don't think any of us would really use it. I don't really get the appeal of them yet. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I'm old. I feel old saying this, but <laughs> I don't see the appeal. I'm obviously missing something, but it sounds like you're excited for it. So I'll definitely watch any of the videos that you make for it, but I don't see myself getting this one. You know, one day you're going to have to get one because once, once that metaverse <laughs> takes over the world, you're going to have to enter the, <laughs> enter the, the, the world somehow, right? Oh, so, yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> that's gonna be something. Like, I'm. What, what if one day, just like, oh, you want to buy something from Amazon? You had to put your headset on to buy it <laughs> on in, in the metaverse to get shipped to your house. You can't do the websites no more. I don't want to do that. Um, that'll be a sad I feel day. Like I'll lose um, yeah, a sense I mean, of autonomy as a gamer. I think this kind of decide me. You know, I want to. I feel like with VR, 
comes i feel like vr should stick to like games and game companies like sony should do it app i don't know oculus was good until facebook bought them yeah and then like hcc was doing fine too um so i'm, I'm excited to see PlayStation had the, the weakest headset of the bunch like last time they made theirs so it was just convenient for those who had like a gaming console don't have like a beefy computer but um yeah i'm excited for this one a little bit um to see what sony could pull out they had like a Hello? demo of like a game they show of like horizon and it looked really good it looked, it looked amazing so if they could pull that off for like full-scale um... games with this thing then it might be the the what vr needs to enter like that big game in the world but until then it's all just speculation for me um but that wasn't the only thing Sony announced. Sony announced that they are making a new company called Sony Mobility, and they are officially entering the the EV car game. That is a thing. <laughs> Sony is making cars now. Quite. How do you feel about that? <laughs> um, well, we had some technical difficulties, so we're going to go off the fly here. What was the last thing you remember me saying? <laughs> uh, we were talking about the VR headsets and how I should probably jump on the bandwagon sooner than later before the metaverse, you know, takes over. Yeah. Okay. I remember that now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, definitely. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I would say I'm pretty excited about the VR headset from Sony, um, but we'll definitely see how that goes. But I did. I wanted to pivot into Sony's other announcement, which was a little bit more um out there for for a lot of people sony announced that we're just finding funny we had a whole discussion about this and how and if companies should go into new markets and if they do they're shrinking the company well sony decided to make a new company called sony mobility and they're going to be entering the ev car game so oh no that's the thing <laughs> sony's gonna be making <laughs> uh electronic cars and they have concepts already they have they have um not concepts they had they had an actual like prototype there and it looked nice, um, you know, something I didn't expect from Sony uh, at all. Like, it's weird that Sony beat Apple to the car game, which is kind of an odd thing to think about because they have a focus on like, Apple, but I don't know where Sony said, I'm making a car too. Um, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I, I'm glad that they decided to make a separate company for it. Like A+, you, you're listening, <laughs> but do I trust Sony to make a vehicle and I'm not going to die in it? I don't know. Like, I don't think vehicles when I hear Sony, like, even though it's a different company, technically, I'm still hearing Sony. So I'm thinking a Walkman, not getting <laughs> this truck and drive me all over the place. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a really good point. Um, yeah, when I, think about Sony, I think about PlayStation, I think about headphones, I think about their, their failed laptop um, <laughs> brand, their nearly dying phones. Um, so interesting, I would say. And I'm, but as a, I'll admit, I am a bit of a Sony fanboy. So the part, that part, that side of me is like, wow, I would buy this car if I had the money to, and I had like the chance to like own one, you know. <laughs> but when it comes to these EV cars, like it all comes down to having um good charging networks, and I don't think Sony has the money or even like the power to have a charging network all over the United States. They don't, they're not Tesla. You know, no. and I think no, I think I think the only thing the only people who could probably rival Tesla at this point is Apple. Um but they're struggling. <laughs> so that, that doesn't <laughs> help anyone. Um but it does it does make me a little bit interest interest that like, I I do feel like when it comes to electric cars, maybe it is best for like 
tech companies to make them versus automobile companies. Like maybe I might prefer to buy an electronic car from someone who's been making tech for years versus someone who's been making who's really good at making cars. But when it comes to like the electronic, the electric electric side of things, might not be that great. Um, like I don't I know mean, if I, I wouldn't buy a Ford electric car. I don't like Ford in, 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 in general, but maybe I'll buy a Sony car. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I would buy an Apple car before I buy a Sony car personally. <laughs> so we shall see. I mean, I would hope that a tech company has, you know, the foresight to look out for like if the, the car starts to take over itself, because that was always the biggest fear and people would joke about it. But that's something you should really start considering is my car is so smart. It'll drive me anywhere. All I have to do is sit in it. What happens if the car decides, uh, yeah, you're not going to work today. You're going to the beach, into the ocean, though. Like, what do you do? <laughs> Are there really safety precautions for this? And is this something that tech companies and car companies have taken into consideration? Like, I would also hope that a car company would also have the foresight to have safety precautions in set where you can take it over manually. But I, I don't know if I would get into this vehicle. I don't feel like it. But do I think electric cars are 110% the thing? Hell yeah. I think that's the way we're moving. And I think it's probably better for the environment, but it's not really better for consumers because they're not affordable to everyone just yet. We're not there. Um, so maybe we should work on that first before we start working on smart vehicles that aren't Tesla. Yeah, like that's, that's very true too. And the safety is... is... A big thing, and even like Tesla does. Even like you said, like Tesla, they try the auto 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 driving stuff, and even that's kind of like sketchy. Oh honestly. yeah, and like you've you seen people Google and other people trying like auto driving cars, and they hit they have hit people, you know. So like, is this is this the right thing to do right now? Are we in the place where? <laughs> All these companies should be trying to make cars before, you know, we actually think about, like, what's the safety of driving the car and, like, what is the actual most important part? You know, it's not just to have cool technology. It's to have a safe form of travel. Um, so it's, it's, it's something. Recalled a bunch of their own vehicles. Like, if Tesla, the tech giant for smart vehicles, is recalling their product, you should be concerned. Like, there's something right. that's not perfect. So I'm thinking we should just save all this for like the Jetsons era and we're definitely not there yet. I don't know if I'm ever going to jump on this man wagon. Yeah, that's 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 definitely something to like <laughs> to really think about. But it does excite me a little bit though. Um and I don't have a car yet, but when I do buy a car, it might be a electronic car, but at the same time, like that's a lot of money. <laughs> so maybe not. <laughs> exactly. um, not affordable for all consumers. So really, really not. who's buying this? Like that doesn't make any sense. The top 1%, do they even drive themselves? Like, I don't even believe that they do. <laughs> I don't think so they, do. they need to reevaluate all of this. Cause this is a terrible plan. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but that's also not the only car thing we had. This one you told me about. So yeah. So yeah. BMW now has car, you know, changing technology for the color only because I guess right now in tech, we're at this age where everyone wants something that's unique and customizable. That's exciting, but you're only stuck with black, white, and gray as your color options. And this isn't even something that's available anytime soon. This is really just a concept that we might end up getting. Like, I don't really understand who thought about this. 
this gives me Hot Wheels vibes where you just take the little car and you put it under the water and it changes color. That's basically what this is, except you put it in the sun and it's supposed to change color. Like, I don't, I don't understand this. I don't know why BMW of all car companies thought this was the move because what's the point? Like, I don't, I don't understand. And what is this doing for the, you know, car detailing market, right? There are people every day who go and can customize your vehicle for you. So what are they supposed to do? if now we're going to rely on the car to change colors and only three colors at that. Like this seems very impractical and kind of stupid. Cool. <laughs> it's, it's definitely cool. But yeah, like I said, like only three color options, like that does limits to people who like, it's cool to have, but like, maybe I don't want a white car. Maybe I don't want a black car. Maybe I don't want a gray car. You know, maybe I want blue. Like, or it just red. To blue or red. Like, you know, it, it's a cool concept for the beginning, but um, definitely going to be something that, I don't even know if it's possible to have like chain, color changing technology in, in like other colors. So I'm thinking like, I'm thinking that's like a lot of science. Sorry, a lot of science involved. Like, sun bounces light off of this and all <laughs> other nonsense that I just don't have any knowledge about. Uh, I didn't pay attention in in living environment, something like that. One of those science yeah. classes in and school. It's only for their electric vehicles. So the idea is that this color changing will help with uh, reducing the amount of energy that the car uses. Mm. I don't, I don't understand any of this. Like this, when I first read this, I was like, so what's the point again? Like you can't even really do anything with it. You might as well just keep going to have a professional change the color of your car. Cause this one makes no sense. I think they need to really perfect this technology before they start talking about it. Yeah, this is just like for the the the, the one person out there who just wants to like, I have a color changing car. Look at this, and and really, <laughs> I think that's the only like beneficial to someone out there who who, who, who like buy something like this. I don't want to say want. I mean, like, I won't say need. This is this is really just a want. <laughs> like, I don't think anyone needs this. Uh, but yeah, it's certainly interesting. Well, <laughs> I, I, I just want to know. Who at BMW sat there <laughs> at headquarters and was like, look, guys, we need a color-changing car. Like, that's what we need. <laughs> Only three colors, though, but color-changing. The people will love it. No, the people will not love it. They're going to laugh at you because this one needs more input. Yeah, that, yeah, this needs to be something to sit at the drawing table and just have a long discussion about and say, is this necessary? How can we make this better? It's cool, but... There's got to be more to it <laughs> than, just be, than just being cool. Um, so we have that. We have so we have definitely CES. It's weird to see like CES now involving car technology. Um, it's just the way we are now. It's just that's 2022 for you um, and the modern era of tech. Um, but we do have some new computer stuff. Um, so Intel announced a new CPU and they claim that it's faster than the M1 Max chip from Apple. But uh, the terminals are probably really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Intel's really horrible when it comes to, like, the thermals of the chips and how hot they run. And if this is faster than M1 Max, uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to be at what cost? Because I'm pretty sure that computer is going to be running very, 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 very hot. And I don't think any cooling system will probably cool down uh, (laughs) a a high-power Intel chip at this point because no one has done it. It seems like like everyone struggles. 
I'll believe it when I see it. But (laughs) right now, M1 is where it's at. Apple took forever, right, to get to this point, but at least the technology is almost perfect. Like, obviously, there's certain things that, you know, we could have a little bit better, but it's as perfect as you're going to get. I don't think that Intel should be jumping out here and already saying it's faster than the M1 chip. Like, I don't believe you at all. M1 Max chip at that. Like, that seems like a huge stretch. And you're only saying that to, you know, throw off your competition. But Apple is not thrown off and neither am I or the other consumers. Like, this is false information. <laughs> I, mean, I honestly think it's false information. Too. Like, like, yeah, it might be faster, but like, it's, it, there's always going to be some type of trade-off when it comes to Intel, you know, and that's just the way it is for them, you know, sadly. And even Intel's from behind, like, a lot. Because even, like, with AMD, AMD CPUs are pretty good. And, like, I think some of them are actually better than Intel. So, Intel just in a weird spot right now where AMD's catching up to them. Apple passed them in certain, in certain places. Um, I'm pretty sure you have, like, Qualcomm making chips now. So, I don't know what they're doing, which is for computers. So, that's the thing. Intel just needs to, like, figure out how to be more efficient in with the chips, power consum- consumption, and just making them cooler. Because, <laughs> yeah. the, the, like, people don't want a burning laptop on their lap. So, got to no, figure that out. Intel has the chip inside the latest Galaxy Book laptops, like my mom's Galaxy Book Pro 360. That has an Intel yeah. chip. It's a nice laptop. Like, I do like it. But it gets hot. And that's already where I'm saying, I don't believe you guys can do this because you haven't mastered it yet. Right. And it's just, yeah, yeah, Intel just, I think they're just too content. (laughs) I think those are (laughs) talking too long and they just didn't care because there's no other option. But now that there are options, then now they're probably just like, "Uh uh-oh. Now they're just fumbling. Like, what can we do? And how can we do it quick? I remember when Intel was like the only thing inside of, everyone's computers that's how i know i'm old like another sign is because i remember when intel was it like that's you bought a computer intel was inside of it and that was that you didn't really have as many options and i'm only 23 so now that we have come to an era where almost everyone has some sort of chip that is great for their product specifically i feel like i want to give intel a chance because they used to be the best right but at the same time, I think that they should work on it and really show us that in comparison to the M1 Mac or the M1 iPad, this right here blows it out of the water. Like, I want to visually see that. I don't just want you to write it on a piece of paper and be like, here you go. Announce that to the world. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I, I agree with you 100% there. Um, so we'll see, what, we'll see what happens there. Hopefully they figure something out. Hopefully they're actual action steps instead of just telling us nonsense um but we'll see what intel does um so there is a bit more computer stuff than right down here like i think nvidia announced a new graphics card um would people be able to find it probably not so it doesn't make <laughs> sense no um but that's out there there's like a 30 rtx 3050 i think it's like only 250 which is not bad and it's pretty decent for like a start a build um that's 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 nice and i think they have some more high-end ones that they announced but i haven't really kept up with it because after i bought my gpu from i was done i, I had no interest in looking at that stuff anymore because it's pretty annoying um like, they can't find can't them. even buy it thanks to the chip shortage that they keep claiming um why are you announcing it <laughs> like if, if no one's gonna be able to get it why are you even bothering 
Like that doesn't make any sense. I ask that every day too, and just like it's not even just it's it's just it's the chippers mixed with uh, crypto miners buying all of them <laughs> for the right? crypto mining purposes. So it's just like it's a double whammy and just horrible. It's, it's just like you can't you can't you can't escape this nope. um, this the situation. So uh, if you if you buy like a new if you're trying to build a new computer if you're out there, um, all I can say is good luck. <laughs> and try to find something that you can't find because you're either going to pay a ridiculous price or you're just not going to find something at all. <laughs> so that's that's just the name of the game right now. Um, but the, 30, the RTX 3050, if you're interested in that, comes out on January 27th, starting at 250. Um, and hopefully people can find it. You know, it is a lower-end graphics card, so it might be easier. Um, so that's that's out there. And I think, they have, I think the 3050 is in, like, the Surface laptop that just came out, the... The one that flips into like a, a tablet, so it's a, it's not a bad it's not a bad card, so it could probably game a little bit. Who I'm trying to say, <laughs> um, so yeah. But on to more interesting stuff. There's two doing two two things from Samsung. Um, I was I was talk about the second one, but real quickly, um, Samsung announced like a home hub, um, kind of like to compete with you know the Google displays out there, the Amazon Echoes shows, and the Facebook portals of the world. Um, and it looks it looks pretty cumbersome <laughs> if I have put, <laughs> if I if I say it it looks kind of weird, um, but apparently it is very good because it could really like control a lot of things in your house like your smart fridge your smart um, washing machines <laughs> your air <laughs> your energy um, so much smart stuff out there and then it has it uses Bixby which. A little, a little bit controversial because Bixby is not that great. Um, Bixby but, is terrible. <laughs> so that's 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 one thing. But um, I mean, this is interesting, right? Yeah. Like I can understand why they thought this would be a good idea because Samsung has a huge catalog of mm-hmm. smart products that people really do have in their homes. But when I'm looking at this, it literally looks like a tablet just sitting on a stand. <laughs> like, why couldn't you just put the technology oh into gosh. the phones and the tablets and you can work it like that? Like that saves the problem of space. And why did you make this? Right. Like I'm really confused because in reality, I should be able to take this technology, put it on my Google Nexus hub and be done with it. I shouldn't need a whole entire, you know, tablet just to control everything. Also, how would this control my fridge? Like a smart fridge. I'm really trying to understand that because uh, it it doesn't do anything. So how does that work? Like this, this was a great idea, but it doesn't make any sense. I guess it controls. I guess you could like change the temperature of your fridge or something. I I, who's really doing that? I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm not changing temperature. (laughs) The only time I change the temperature of my fridge is like if if um that thing is like. Ice, it's my milk is starting to get ice in it. And I was like, oh, it's too cold. And I'll put it down a little bit. But that's like the only time I ever change the temperature in my fridge. But right? um, yeah, that's that's definitely a odd one. And the um, washers and dryers. Like you go, once you put your stuff in the washing machine, you turn it on manually. Why would I need a tablet all the way upstairs in my house to turn on the washing machine, but nothing's in it? Like in theory, you go downstairs, like you turn it on yourself or wherever your washing machine is. You Once you put your stuff in there, you press the button. So how would this help anybody? I'm confused. Is it going to make the washing machine jump up and collect all the clothes? Because <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> that would definitely be something. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at the tablet again. I'm just like, 
is this thing running Android? Because look, if you look at the, <laughs> the buttons on the bottom, it looks like the Android button. So is, is this like running like some custom form of Android? And if so, why can't I, mean, I just buy a, like you can literally just buy a Galaxy Tab, mount it to the wall, and probably have the same exact setup. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. Like Apple has their own technology where you can control all the stuff that Apple has for your house on your phone. Samsung right. has something similar. I personally don't use it because I couldn't get it to work with my um, Google Nexus Hub, which is really mm-hmm. annoying. But if that technology already exists, then why are you wasting production resources on making a whole separate tablet just for that? And and is it actually a tablet? Like, are you limited to only controlling all your devices? Like, this doesn't make any sense. I feel like it just should have been a software update and we should have left it at that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this thing is. Yeah, I'm looking. So I'm looking at like. So basically, what this is, I guess, is like smart fridges have like a family hub on them, and I guess this is just like extracting that hub and making it like a standalone device. And I'm looking at the fridge version. I'm just like, this is just an overglorified version of of Android. <laughs> like, <laughs> this doesn't even. It's probably cool. It's probably good for people who have all the Samsung stuff in their house. I have none, <laughs> so like, literally, this has no fit in into my home. Um, but. I guess people out there who who need something like this, you know, it's good. this is going to be good for them, I guess. If they don't have a smart fridge and they want something else, <laughs> I don't know. But if you don't I have don't a smart know. fridge, why do you want this? Right? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And even if Apple came up with something like this, I would say the same exact thing. That's yeah, stupid yeah. as hell. Like, I, 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 I don't care what company you are. This one, all of these things have been very controversial, in my opinion. Like, none of this has been really a great idea, and they've listened to the consumers. It's mostly just been like, what can we take from the Jetsons? Or what's some random piece of shit we can make and then just sell it? I, I don't understand. That's that's CES for you. All these, all these weird concept devices are just weird things that I don't think anyone will ever buy um, for the most part. Um, but there's one thing that people will like. You want to talk about it? Oh, yeah. So the Galaxy S21 FE has finally been revealed. And I know a lot of people have been like wondering when that would happen because we're about to enter the S22 lineup of Galaxies. So Samsung took their time on this, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be superior because a lot of people are already speculating that it won't be as good as the S20 FE. Now, this is supposed to have 120 hertz, but it's not adaptive. So I'm kind of confused because even the, you know, galaxy z fold and the flip they have that so why is it why is it not adaptive like that doesn't make any sense to me i think that samsung should be able to put that on their devices because that's technically old technology for them like i'm I'm really honestly confused the phone is basically the same as it was previous years i'm just i don't understand it might be expensive it might not like no one really seems to have a lot of information on this which is upsetting um it might have a better screen that's the big takeaway Mm. (laughs) 120 hertz but again for like the android lineup phones already had 120 hertz the only people who are really just now getting that are apple fans the new ipad your favorite ipad mini it has that so why are you trying to push that and pretend like that's new? That's I, I'm not excited for this. I think this might be something that people should honestly skip. So I was gonna. So I said, I was like, you know, what, let me go to Samsung.com to <laughs> get a little to, to see what's going on. With this this to get a little bit more information on the phone, right? So I, I typed in. I'm on the website. The first thing that pops up is live now. 
837X, party with us in the metaverse. <laughs> We're bringing connectivity, <laughs> art, music, fashion, and sustainable and sustainability in the world of infinite possibilities. Dive into our news galaxy and earn a chance to win NFT wearables um, and a bunch of other stuff. NFTs, metaverse, all this stuff is just getting to me now. This is just unnecessary. I don't know I'm what this concerned. is. I, I don't want to party with you, Samson, in the metaverse. I don't, <laughs> I don't care. It um, also says I'm, it's not an improvement phone, by the way. It, the only exciting thing, it has Android 12. That. I'm not kidding. I'm reading this right now. And the exciting thing is it has Android 12. That's <laughs> it. They're literally saying it's last year's technology. I'm so done right now. This is the most disappointing thing I've read. Like all day, yeah. Because I, I was I was I watched MKBHD, MKBHD video on this phone, and he was just like, "It's a weird price point to price this phone at six ninety nine when so you could probably get the S twenty one Ultra for a way cheaper price now because it's been a year. So you could probably get it for um, maybe like seven hundred um, on sale. And then you had the new S twenty two line coming out, which is going to be you know they had the cheaper options out there that are going to cost less. Um, so this this phone is really price weird and. And I don't know, like I said, I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure who this phone's for. I don't know who would buy it. I think it's just them recycling parts at this point. Just say, <laughs> hey, have this. We need to use this for something. But I really I don't guess, think. I yeah. mean, it's for, like, my grandmother has the S20 FE. Yeah. And so does my aunt. And, you know, they really love those phones. But would they buy the S21 right now if I was like, it's the same exact thing? as the S21 Ultra, no, they wouldn't buy this phone at all because they would be like, that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Why would I go ahead, spend like new money price point on these things, and then I can just get the same exact thing, but for less, and it works better, in my opinion. Like looking at this, the Ultra is the way to go. Just ignore it. I think Samsung should have skipped it. They should have just admitted that like, hey, we're not giving you a new FE lineup. It's fine. Keep using what you have. In another year, we'll come out with something better as the technology improves. Or just push the S22 line that's coming out anyways. Like, I think they should have skipped. And with the, and like, if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm like in the Android world and I'm not tied to Samsung, I could, I could buy something else, I would get a Pixel 6 at $600. You know, you save $100 and you get newer tech. Um, and it cheaper. seems like a better buy. <laughs> like yeah. than this, you don't get the one twenty hertz on the regular Pixel Six, but you know, at least I'm saving hundred dollars <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> so I mean, there's that, um, and it's glass; it's not plastic, <laughs> so yeah. that's another thing too. So it's made uh, better, anyways, <laughs> right? This, I don't know. I, this is definitely an interesting device to release at this time. I think if they had launched this phone maybe like a few months earlier, then it would have been cool. But I think launching it in January right before the S22 comes out and right when S21 prices are dropping is a really bad idea. Um, but that's their choice. They did that. That's on them. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, they messed up themselves. Like, if we're gonna, look, I'm, I'm on the website now. If I'm going to buy a S21 Ultra and I trade in a device, I get for $600. That's like a pretty good price. Um, if you want to trade in something, I'm pretty sure you could buy a used one for the same price anyway elsewhere. So, um, yeah, Samson, weird, weird decision, but you do you. <laughs> you know what you're doing, I guess. Um, so shout out to y'all, guys. <laughs> shout out to y'all. Um, 
So one other thing that I have put on here is that Google's attempting to match Apple's ecosystem in terms of um, connectivity between devices. And one of the stuff that they're working on is going to be AirPods style auto switching for headphones. Really interesting. Um, and I hope they can pull it off. I don't know how they're going to pull it off, but I really hope they can pull it off because that is something that for like Android is just missing is like that connectivity. But with Android is like, yeah, they can bring in Windows involved because you're not, you don't have, they can, or they can use Chromebooks, but like, that's just that. But um, it's going to be interesting to see if Apple could really pull something off like this. Well, I mean, I'm kind of confused because Samsung already has this. So the Galaxy Buds, mm. you can just open them up and switch between using the tablet and the phone and the laptop, um, just like you do with the AirPods when you're using your iPad, phone, or even your iPad. Or no, not your iPad, but your iMac. So why in the world would this be something that Google hasn't already implemented for their earbuds? Well, first off, I don't even own those because I don't know anybody who owns them. Like, I feel like their technology isn't always pushed as much. They only really push their phones. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's really true. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what, what's... It's MCM, really. So it says it'll be able to like have easier connectivity, like Android TVs, Chromebooks. So I mean, sure, I guess that's cool. Um, but that's I don't know anyone who really is like that deep into the Google ecosystem to even like <laughs> will need to do any of that. Um, so that doesn't make sense. That, yeah. That's why I'm so confused because this technology isn't new. This is something we've been having since like not even the first AirPods. I don't even know what to call it. So. The fact that they're announcing this, like this is something new and exciting, is a little disappointing. Like, I don't understand why I would be excited by this. Why yeah. anyone would. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, I, yeah I'm not really that excited. I don't even know how this is going to work out. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, definitely something. Um, but Google, you know, I guess they're going to try it out and see if it works. If it does, then good. But because um, even like with, didn't I even have that like, connectivity with like Windows because Samsung really had that kind of lockdown with that partnership with Microsoft. So that's another thing too. Like Samsung already kind of doing better than Google in that sense. Um, so that's this is definitely going to be something to look at. Um, if they could pull it off, good for them. But I don't know if they could, <laughs> honestly. I mean, they could, but maybe I don't think people would care about it that much. More like, why did say. you have this already? Like, what's right. the excuse? Why are you charging people all this money? And then you're like, oh, here you go. Now you have to buy something new to have technology that everyone else has already had. Right. Exactly. That's, oh boy. Google is just a bag of mixed things. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. So hopefully they figure this out good. But um, we also have some new smart glasses. Um, Want to share about that? Um, yeah. So TCL has smart glasses on the way that aren't just AR, but they're AR and VR. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, like, that's exciting. I mean, I just don't... Is that packing too much into smart glasses? That's my question. Um, they'll have two full HD micro OLED screens and 47 pixels per resolution, which that's great, and it charges with USB-C, no battery. Good. Who Who's using batteries still? It's 2022. Um, and you can connect it to the screen, like your, your TV, and it'll be $600. Yeah. 
or more, depending on which ones you get. Well, it's certainly a better price than what Apple's doing with the headset. So, um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I get, I get him that. Um, okay, interesting. You know, um, I like TCL. TCL is a good company. I think TCL is very, you know, it's good. They have really good tech for a very affordable price. Um, so that's why I like TCL a lot. And you know what? If they could pull this off, I'd be very excited. I think this would be a cool product. You know, I think this will be like. This would be like entry level smart glasses, I think, or AR glasses that people probably will buy if they can't afford like Apple's version, you know? Because TCL is a very well known company. A lot of people buy the TVs and stuff. So um, I'm looking forward to this. You know, I hope they can put it off. I hope this is something that is actually true and it, and they do it good and, and it sells. Um, and because, yeah, like I said, it's, having actual glasses that's like AR free trade or like VR will be way more beneficial than just having like. A glass a pair of glasses that has a camera and speakers. Like, I don't care about listening to music like that. I don't want to listen to music on, on my glasses. I want to <laughs> have Iron Man con- con- like features and stuff for that. You know? Oh yeah, uh, those are so, so cool. Yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping this actually works out for TCL's sake and for our sake. <laughs> I mean, they're only prototypes, so I we might get this. But the real question is, how is it possible that people on YouTube? Kids in like the garage basements making freaking smart glasses like Edith for Tony Stark, but these tech <laughs> companies can't do that. There's something wrong with that picture because why am I paying a thousand plus and I watch these kids do it for like five hundred and less? What's happening here? Like I I don't understand. And these glasses sound really cool, but they're only a prototype. They're not even saying we're definitely going to get this. So I don't understand. I hope, I think we have another year before we really enter this cool era of smart glasses. I'm disappointed. I really am. I can't even hide it. Like, I'm, I'm so disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> like, every company should be able to pull this off by now. And it's just, you know, maybe, maybe I don't know what it is. Maybe they don't, maybe they don't see a future for it. I don't know. But hopefully, someone can put. I think Apple's gonna be the one to do it eventually. I, I'm still holding out for Apple, but uh, maybe TCL might do it. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> Samsung. Like they could Samsung, do it. Yeah, Samsung Would can I definitely buy do them? it. Maybe, but like I'm not really in that ecosystem, so it doesn't make sense. I'll just convince my mom to if they come out. But I, I really don't get it why there's literal children who are able to create the technology that people are asking for, but these giant tech companies come up short. Like Elon Musk had it right. Did you see his tweet where he was like, if you are great at technology, I don't care if you're in high school or college, I'll hire you. He said that. Yeah, he did. He tweeted that and he was dead serious. And he made this huge announcement how like, it doesn't matter what your formal education is. It matters that you were able to do it. Like age doesn't even matter to him. He's he's I, I know he's controversial to a lot of people, but he sees the future. He understands that all because someone has like a bachelor's degree in computer science doesn't mean the kid is still in high school won't be able to pull off the same thing or better. Mm, yeah, you know the that's 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 Elon Musk is definitely someone who he he could do a lot of good, but. He goes to do a lot of bad. <laughs> um, so, but no, I, I do like that. I think more companies should probably do the same thing. I know Apple tries to, but like they're the DC to hire like creators and stuff like that. Um, but 
that's def- that's definitely interesting this initiative. You know, I, sometimes I gotta like Elon Musk. You know, sometimes I don't. <laughs> yeah, he's he's different. You know, he wants to go to Mars or whatever. <laughs> we can go to Mars. We'll leave him there. That's fine. That space stuff is just really confusing. That scares me, to be honest. Yeah. Like I, I, all this stuff is really cool, but the fact that you know regular, at, well, they're not even regular people. It's one percenters are able to freaking go to the moon. That is a little terrifying. Like, why is everyone in a rush to leave the Earth? Is the real question. What do they know that we don't? Right. That's something. That's what we should. They're giving us this stupid tech to try and entertain us and not pay attention to why they're leaving. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh gosh. Well, um, so yeah, that's pretty much all of our CES news. Um, so CES definitely you no know, CES is one of those things where, like I said before, it's just a lot of weird tech stuff. You see some a lot of concepts. You see things that might come out at some points, things that you might never see ever again. Hopefully, we do see some of these things. Um, I really want to see the Sony car. I really do think Sony could potentially pull this off if they have a good charging network. Um, but We'll see how that goes in the future. Um, so the next thing, <laughs> the next thing we were going to talk about was going to be um, things we want to see in 2022. But I think we, since we focus a lot on CS, I think we could focus on our 2022 predictions and at our next episode and kind of just dedicate more time to it instead of just like quickly going yeah. through it. Um, I think that definitely deserves like a whole broader discussion because this is going to be a lot of stuff going to see in 2022. Um, so I definitely want to get dive deeper down into that. Um, but so with that, in, in that case, so this is pretty much going to be our episode for this week. Our CES recap. I'm not sure if it's still going on today. If it is, um, we yeah, can mention the eighth. So the eighth? Okay. more days. So we could definitely talk about more CES news a little bit next week, but for this week, thank you for watching. Um, we're going to do a traditional closeout. Um, any creative content you have planning? Um, honestly, not really. <laughs> I've been trying this like new approach where I just kind of shoot content when I'm in the, you know, the creative space. I don't mm-hmm. care where I'm at. If like an idea hits me, I'll do it. Cause I feel like it's more realistic mm-hmm. in that way. I don't want to have to sit down and write it out and then never do it. Right. So I'm trying to push myself to just create content and see where it goes. I like that. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't done I mean, I have a list of stuff that I want to record for this month. Um, and just, I can't do this week. This week is just way too busy. But hopefully, I could plan, I could like, one thing I haven't been doing for YouTube videos, if you probably have noticed this, um, but I don't write scripts. Okay. I feel like I want to be more natural, but sometimes I think, I think I do need like a script just to make sure I'm staying on track. Um, so I'm going to try to script write for the first time when it comes to YouTube videos. So I'm going to try to script write some stuff. Um, I feel I could, like- you could just do bullet points of yeah. like main topics and leave it at that. Because I do like the way that you review things. Like you can tell that this is genuine coming off the dome in that instant. And I like that. So you could just do that. You can talk about like the main three bullet points and mm-hmm. then go off from there. So you're not really going off the path per se, but you're still saying what you actually want to say. I appreciate this. Should definitely, yeah. I think I'll just stick to like bullet points and kind of just, but also just making sure I hit all the things I want to hit, but also just make sure I come, you know, from the heart. You know, at the end of the day, that's why I want to make my reviews as, as genuine as possible. Um, especially since no one's paying me to do this, and I'm not getting free products, so I don't not care yet. how ruthless I am. Not yet, but one day, um, I'll still be <laughs> ruthless anyway. <laughs> um, but 
yes, I have. So I want to do like a studio tour, or like I'm already, I guess a bedroom tour at this point. <laughs> That's what my I'm studio is. For that. Um, but it's gonna be a two part because it's actually two parts on the show. I want to show like my computers, but also my YouTube setup. So hopefully, I can make that come out in January. And also, um, I think it's time to do my second um everyday tech carry. Um, I think it mentioned last week too, but so I'm gonna start planning that out. Um, and hopefully create that video sometime soon. But that's really all I have um, planned for January. So hopefully by January 31st, you'll see at least one of those videos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say all three, but you see one. Um, all right. So, yeah, that's it for today. Um, so as usual, you can follow us at the Marinade Tech Podcast on YouTube, on Instagram. Um, and, yeah, anything else? Uh, you know, DM us what you also want to see in terms of tech for 2022. I'm definitely interested to hear what you guys have to say. And let us know any of the CES news. Were you interested? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Like, I want to hear what you guys have to say about some of this new technology, even though some of them are just concepts. I'm curious. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely let us know what you think about CES. Um, we will highlight you and mention it in our next podcast episode or even on social media um so yeah so thank you again for watching and we will see you all next week peace out